You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518 part of the belly up sports podcast network in association with godzilla media here is your host ryan mccarthy good morning sports fans welcome to the morning cup presented by no credentials required. We are brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. As always, before I continue with this show, just want to tell you about our socials on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Search No Creds REQ, Facebook.com forward slash No Creds REQ, and on YouTube, subscribe to No Credentials Required. Hit the notification bell for when new videos are released. On the podcast side, our home base is Spreaker, but you could also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, basically wherever you podcast. And if you could rate the podcast, five stars is optimal, and also leave a review wherever you can leave a review, because we may even read it on the air. On the way, in this half hour, we'll discuss New York Yankees pitcher Nestor Cortez and his under-the-radar season he's having. The three players who retired from the National Football League yesterday, and we'll dive into some sports history that happened today, June 3rd. So let's get into Nestor Cortez's under-the-radar great season. If you're a New York Yankees fan, you are very familiar with what Nestor Cortez is doing. But for some of you who don't know who Nestor Cortez came from, you may ask, where the heck did Nestor Cortez come from? Well, the first answer to your question that he was born in Sergidero de Badabano, Cuba on December 10th, 1994. So 
Well, there's one indication of where he came from. All kidding aside, he was drafted by the Yankees in the 36th round of the 2013 Major League Baseball draft out of Hylia High School, but then he was selected by the Baltimore Orioles in the Rule 5 draft in 2017, then returned to the Yankees in 2018. In 2019, he pitched 66 innings primarily out of the bullpen before being traded to Seattle that season for future considerations. He returned to the Yankees via free agency in January 2021, started 14 games in 2021, finished with 93 innings, going 2-3 and with a 2.90 ERA, 103 strikeouts, 25 walks for a 1.075 whip. This season, he's had a phenomenal season. Let's just put it that way. He's had a very phenomenal season in 2022. Let's go over his stats so far. Five and one includes the game yesterday where he pitched another gem, seven innings pitched in that game. He's got a five and one record in 10 starts, a 1.50 ERA, which is good for second in the majors among starting pitchers, 68 strikeouts, which is 11th overall, 12 walks allowed. That's tied for 115th in Major League. 0.87 whip, which is fourth in the major leagues, and he's allowed a 178 batting average to opposing teams, which is second in Major League Baseball this season. Now, is there a catch? Is there a secret sauce to his pitching? Well, I would say not really. As a rotation overall, the Yankees are far and away much, much improved this season compared to last season, which was which they were at times a mess. But here's the biggest thing that Cortez has contributed to on the Yankees' behalf, and that's been on the road. His record on the road is phenomenal. Check out these stats. Five starts, three and one record, 1.5 ERA, 30 strikeouts, only six walks allowed, a 0.93 whip, and he's only allowing a 200 batting average to his opponents as a visitor, which is really good stats considering his teammate Garrett Cole. I believe he's got a four and one record on the road. But Cortez, especially, if you need a left hander in your rotation, and every rotation needs one effective left hander, Cortez has become that left hander. It should have been Jordan Montgomery, but Nestor has been a pleasant surprise this season for the Yankees. Now, what's been the biggest difference for him as well as the rest of the pitching staff, particularly the starting rotation? Part of it is communication. Now, if you watch or listen to Yankee games, you'll note that members of the starting rotation, they're constantly talking to one another. You see that in the football field. You see a quarterback talking to to his wide receivers, talking to his running backs, talking to his offensive line. This starting rotation communicates with each other constantly, constantly. And it's a really good thing, and it's paying off for the Yankees right now. Garrett Cole is looking like the ace that the Yankees brought in back in 2020 when they signed him for over $300 million. It helps that your ace is your ace, and you don't have to carry him as much. And I think that's why Cortez is having the season that he's having. It's because Cole is coming back to the form he had right before that Stickum scandal back in May of last year that saw his numbers just go, just be a roller coaster. Cole's been consistent. Cortez has been consistent. Tyone has been consistent. Montgomery kind of needs to get back on that consistency horse. He finally got his first win a couple nights ago. But all in all, in all the rotation has been solid. The bolts pen has been very solid too. Right now, amongst the starting 
pitchers. You could argue that Cole is the ace for the Yankees. You could make that argument, but Cortez is a solid ace B. I guess you could say a solid one B with the great season he's having. And to be honest with you, I'm not going to be surprised if he earns an all-star bid this year. And if he continues to have the season he's having right now with the dominant pitching that he's having currently, I will not be surprised if he's in consideration for the Cy Young Award in the American League if he keeps up this pace. For the first month of the season, a lot of Major League Baseball managers, and Aaron Boone is notorious for this, has been notorious for this over his managerial reign, is that he lets his starters get to a certain limit, probably five innings max for his starters, and then let the rest of the bullpen handle the way. The Yankees pitching has been going seven innings strong consistently, (laughs) and that includes Cortez. So if you have those strong starts where your starting pitcher is going six, seven, sometimes eight innings, and he's pitching strong and he's doing well, and you're giving him run support, you're gonna have you're gonna rack up a lot of wins. And that's what the Yankees team is doing right now. And I think that's and the biggest reason why the Yankees are having so much success is because of Nestor Cortez. And as a Yankee fan, I hope he keeps I hope he keeps up this pace and he doesn't slow down. You might start to see some wear and tear around this August September mark. But for right now, I am as a Yankee fan, I am pleased as punch and so should other Yankee fans. Let's take a quick break. We'll talk about the folks at In The Clutch, which is one of our affiliates here at No Credentials Required. In The Clutch features the best and officially licensed MLBPA and MLSPA clothing. In The Clutch features teams from every city, such as New York and Boston and Philadelphia, and features designs for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, and more. Plus, check out exclusive collections as well as vintage wear. Head over to InTheClutch.com. Enter promo code NOCREDS at checkup for 10% off your order. We had three notable retirements in the NFL yesterday. So let's talk about the career of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick was drafted by the St. Louis Rams all the way back in the seventh round of the 2005 NFL draft. He was drafted 205th overall out of Harvard. Now, you don't see many Ivy League quarterbacks, let alone players from the Ivy League make it to the NFL. Fitzpatrick is very much an exception to that rule. In 2005, his rookie season, he started in three games, and two quarterbacks on this roster for the St. Louis Rams that season, Kyle Bulger and Jamie Martin. (laughs) Two very notable names if you're a Rams fan. Two forgettable names if you go back in recent NFL history. On November 27th, 2005, he got his first start and he threw his first touchdown pass to Torrey Holt, who's a future Hall of Famer. He had four touchdown passes in that game in a 33-27 win over the Houston Texans. In 2007, he was traded by the Rams to Cincinnati for a draft pick. He played in 14 games for the Bengals in two seasons. He started 12 games from 2007 to 2008, but it wasn't until 2009 when he went to the Buffalo Bills that we started to see his notoriety and became the man who is known as Fitz Magic. 
The reason why he got that nickname is because he led the Bills to a scintillating 5-2 and two start during the 2011 season. Now, Fitzpatrick spent four seasons as a member of the Bills, his longest tenure with any team. He started in 53 games in four seasons and was finally released in 2015, right after the Bills selected, and this is going to haunt Bills fans' memories, E.J. Manuel as their first pick in the 2013 draft, 12th overall, you uh, Bills fans, you remember just as I do the revolving door of quarterbacks, just like my New York Jets, but that's neither here nor there. Fitzpatrick spent one season in Tennessee and Houston before being signed by the New York Jets in 2015, where he had his best season ever. 16 starts, 10 wins, 3,905 yards, 31 touchdowns, and he came this close, this close. He became, he came one really errant pass short of leading the Jets to a postseason berth in the first year under Todd Bowles. He was released in 2017 by the Jets. He spent time in Tampa Bay, Miami, and in 2021, he played his last season with the Washington football team. Here's the curious fact about Fitzpatrick. Despite playing 17 seasons in the National Football League, Ryan Fitzpatrick never made a playoff appearance and was never elected to the Pro Bowl, which is shocking for a guy who spent 17 seasons in the National Football League. Absolutely shocking. But considering some of the play he had, I'm not surprised that he didn't go to the playoffs. Here's his final stats in the NFL. 166 career games, 59-87-1 record, 34,990 yards, 223 touchdowns, and remarkably only 169 interceptions. Congratulations to the great bearded one, Ryan Fitzpatrick. The next player of note to retire yesterday was Frank Gore. Frank Gore drafted by the San Francisco 49ers in the third round of the 2005 draft. Hey, just like Ryan Fitzpatrick. But he was drafted 65th overall out of the U, the University of Miami. Rookie season, played in 14 games. He started one game, but in 2006 was his breakout season as a member of the 49ers. Check out these stats. 16 games started, 312 carries, 1,695 yards, 8 touchdowns to go along with 61 receptions for 485 yards and 1 touchdown. He was named to his first Pro Bowl, and he was also named second-team All-Pro and was given the Most Improved Player Award by the Pro Football Writers Association. He continued as the 49ers' feature back for 7 additional seasons, named in the Pro Bowl 4 additional times, where he would rush for over a 1,000 yards in those eight seasons as a member of the 49ers. 2012 playoffs, he ran for 63 carries with 319 yards and four touchdowns, made one Super Bowl appearance in his career in Super Bowl 47, where he had 19 carries for 110 yards against a very stout Baltimore Ravens defense in that game and also scored one touchdown in a very narrow loss. He became a free agent after the 2015 season, where he signed and spent three seasons as a member of the Indianapolis Colts, ran for over 900 yards in two seasons, and also 1,000 yards in one season with the team. In his last three official seasons, he was a member of the Miami Dolphins, Buffalo Bills, and New York Jets, where he played his last year in 2020. He was not signed to another team in 2021. So, Frank Gore, I'm pretty sure he's going to be a first-year Hall of Famer. I hope he is. 
based on his longevity and based on these stats alone. In 241 career regular season games, he finished with 3,735 carries, a third all-time, for exactly 16,000 yards, also third all-time. He finished with 81 touchdowns, which is 19th all-time. And this is a really huge statistic. 19,992 all-purpose yards, fifth all-time, and finally 19,985 yards from scrimmage, that's fourth all-time. He was also named to the Pro Football Hall of Fame's All-2010s team. And the last of the group to retire yesterday was Alex Mack. And you say, who? (laughs) Alex Mack, who? Unless you're an offensive line junkie. You won't really recognize who Alex Mack is, but let's take a look at what his career was. He was drafted by the Cleveland Browns in the first round of the 2009 draft, 21st overall out of the University of California. For six seasons with the Browns, he played in 85 consecutive games from 2009 to 2014 when he suffered a broken fibula in week five against Pittsburgh and was out for the season. Came back to the Browns in 2015 and started all 16 games. Now, here's a crazy thing. Offensive linemen, you figure them as big, tough dudes. And they are big, tough dudes. And here's one piece of the resume for Alex Mack. In week five of the 2011 season against the Tennessee Titans, Alex Mack played with appendicitis. (laughs) The dude played with appendicitis. After that game... The Browns had a bye week. He had his appendix removed and then came back after the bye week against Oakland and played in that game. In 2016, during the offseason, he signed as a free agent with Atlanta and started every game from 2016 to 2019 as a member of the Falcons. He played in 14 games in 2020, and then he signed with San Francisco in free agency in 2021, started in all 17 regular season games. Here's his final career stats. 196 starts, 9,848 regular season snaps, committed only 42 penalties in his career, and the most penalties he collected in one season was eight. So he had only one penalty for every 234.4 snaps. That is Hall of Fame material in my mind. He was named in the Pro Bowl seven times. And just like Frank Gore, he was named to the Pro Football Hall of Fame's All-2010s NFL team. He's a three-time second-team All-Pro and was a member of the All-Rookie team in 2009. So congratulations to all three of these men, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Frank Gore, Alex Mack. I really hope you enjoy retirement. Before we continue on to this day in sports history, just want to remind you about one of our partners at Godzilla Media, and that is Mohawk Honda. This spring is the perfect time to get top dollar for your trade-in with the Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer. Same day check in your hand the day you trade in your vehicle. The new vehicle inventory continues to roll in at Mohawk Honda. Check out their Facebook page, their Twitter page, as well as MohawkHonda.com to be up to date on their vehicle inventory. All of Mohawk Honda's sales and leasing consultants will work with you to find the best vehicle for your budget and lifestyle. My guy in particular is Easy Evansuelan. He got me into the loving arms of a 2016 Honda HRV. So visit Mohawk Honda at MohawkHonda.com or in person on Freeman's Bridge Road in Glenville this spring. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. All right, so we're going to go to this day in sports history. Three distinguishable events 
happened on this day, June 3rd. We're going to start with June 3rd, 1932. New York Yankees first baseman Henry Lewis, also known as Lou Gehrig, became the first player in Major League Baseball history to hit four home runs in one game as the Yankees defeated the Philadelphia Athletics at Shibe Park 20-13. to They should know both teams missed their extra points. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Gehrig hit his first home run of the day off of A starter George Earnshaw in the first inning for a two-run home run. Then he hit another home run in the fourth inning off Earnshaw for a solo shot. Then he hit another solo shot off Earnshaw in the fifth inning. And then his last home run came in the seventh inning, a solo shot off of Roy Mahaffey. On this day, Gehrig went four for six. Again, all four hits were home runs with five RBIs and 16 total bases. Gehrig also became the first player ever in Major League Baseball history to hit four home runs in consecutive at-bats, and he nearly had his fifth home run in the top of the ninth inning. Other notable home run hitters in that game were future Hall of Famers Earl Combs, Tony Lazari, who also hit for the cycle that day, and, uh, I don't know, some guy, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, Babe Ruth. (laughs) Next date in sports history, on June 3rd, 1992, today, 30 years ago, Michael Jordan made NBA Finals history in a performance that may or may never be duplicated ever again. In the first half of Game 1 of the NBA Finals against the Portland Trailblazers, Jordan hit six three-pointers and scored 35 points. Big, No big deal. It's Michael Jordan. But this happened in the first half. <laughs> These numbers for the first half of an NBA game in the 1990s, when the play was much, much more physical than it was today, it's unheard of. And led by Jordan, the Bulls scored 66 points in the first half, 35 of those, again, owned by Jordan. In 34 minutes of work, Jordan scored 39 points and had actually had 11 assists in that game. He finished 6 of 10 from three-point range, which is not bad for a guy who hit from a paltry 27% beyond the arc in the 1992 season. Now, if you've ever watched the epic documentary series The Last Dance, Jordan recalls the story of Danny Ainge, who played with the Trailblazers in 92. He was egging Jordan on in a pregame golf outing on how Clyde Drexler was going to shut Jordan down for the entire series. And as we saw in history, Jordan scorched the Blazers as the Bulls took game one of the 1992 NBA Finals, 122-89. The Bulls would later win the series in six games for the second of their three consecutive NBA titles. And then finally, on June 3rd, 2016, it happened just six years ago, the boxing great Muhammad Ali passed away at the age of 74 due to respiratory failure. Ali, who was born Cassius Clay, went by many other nicknames, such as the People's Champion, the Greatest, and the Louisville Lip. Ali was one of the greatest trash talkers of all time, and I believe he was a true pioneer of psychological warfare when it came to professional athletes. He would psych his opponents out before they faced him by berating them, calling them names, telling them what he was going to do to them. And most of the time, he could back up that talk. Ali was a two-time boxing world champion and was also an Olympic gold medalist at the 1960 Summer Olympic Games. Ali retired as a professional boxer in 1981, but was still active as an activist, notably for justice causes and as an advocate for Parkinson's disease research. 
It's personal to me because my dad is in the early stages of Parkinson's disease, and I'm grateful to celebrities and mouthpieces like him and Michael J. Fox to raise awareness of this condition. So these three events happen this day, June 3rd. And I want to thank you to listening to this edition of the Morning Cup presented by No Credentials Required. We're brought to you by Billy Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Just want to remind you before you go, check out our social channels on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, No Creds REQ, Facebook.com forward slash No Creds REQ. And on YouTube, subscribe to the No Credentials Required channel. Hit the notification bell. That way you know when new videos are released. And I also want to remind you to check out all the other podcasts offered on Belly Up Media and Godzilla Media. I want to give a quick shout out to Behind the Mic on Belly Up Media. It's a football history podcast hosted by Michael Neal. And on Godzilla Media, check out M&M and M Across the Board, hosted by Ashley Miller, Sean Martin, and Eric McDowell. Thanks again for listening to this edition of the Morning Cup presented by No Credentials Required. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I'm the host of No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We'll talk to you again next time, and I hope you have a great weekend. Courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out on Supporters Music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.